What's up, you guys? I am Micah Folsom, and you're listening to the Do Your Crap Podcast. I was overwhelmed, uninspired, and unfulfilled, and I knew there had to be a different way to do life. Turns out, there totally is. And I found my calling in helping people learn and do the unsexy habits that build a legendary life. Each and every week, I'm going to help you bust through the crap that's holding you back and break down the simple habits and mindset shifts that will help you rock every aspect of your life. Are you ready to do the things that most people won't so that you can live the life that most people can't? Here we go. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Do Your Crap podcast. I am especially stoked for today. We have a guest speaker all the way from Australia. And so scheduling this was like a mind. I was like, what day is it? What? Cause we're on separate days. He's in the morning on Friday, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm on Thursday. It's so weird, but so cool that technology allows you to do this. So John Templeton is with us today. He is a high performance mindset coach and international speaker. He works with professional athletes, Olympic athletes, CEOs, ex-special, oh, you are an ex-special forces, right? Trainer. So Trainer, I was okay. Trainer for the New Zealand special forces. Yeah. Okay, that's amazing. And um, he just has so much, oh, and you're a Guinness world record holder. We're gonna dig into that in a second, but he just has so much background, knowledge, expertise, and I am so fired up about picking his brain and just hearing from him um, and what he has to bring to the table. So before we really dig into all the, the good stuff, I want to hear more about your story. Can we start with the Guinness world record holder? Like what, what are you in the Guinness book of world records for? Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, so it was actually a time in my life where I was coming out of a, I, I was, my life was at rock bottom. And for any men, when you lose your mojo, like it's not a pleasant place to be. And so yeah. I needed to get my mojo back. Um, you guys use the word mojo in, yeah. in the US. <laughs> I'd lost my mojo and I wanted to get it back. And I'd always, I'd always been quite fit from the military. 
um, and I'd loved endurance-based activities and I'd done CrossFit. So there's an exercise in CrossFit called a muscle-up. Yeah. And um, I applied for the Guinness World Record to do 24 hours as many muscle-ups as possible. And I know your face is pulling that face, but to oh. me, it was like a dream. I was like, I love muscle-ups. That's and- incredible. You know, 24 hours is, is, that's my jam. Like, just keep going. So how many did you do? Uh, they were strict, which means you're not allowed to do any swinging. You just got right. to use strength. So I did 1,025. In 24 hours? Yep. Y'all, have you ever tried muscle ups? Like, <laughs> those things are hard to do one, let alone 1,025. That's incredible. Okay. So now your level of I like admire you way more because <laughs> that's amazing. Um, all right. So you mentioned you were at rock bottom. Mm. How did you, I know lots of our listeners have can probably relate. I mean, we just went through 2020. I feel like lots of people are like, wait, I'm at rock bottom right now. <laughs> like where, how did you get out of that? What did you do? What helped you just kind of take control of your life from there? Yeah. I would say that what happened just so if anybody can relate is I lost a lot of money um, and my relationship broke down like really badly. She was suicidal, depressed, like on medication, depressive. She had two kids that were hers from a previous marriage. She was going through a divorce. I was looking after the kids. It was just really so much happening. And I had to sell my house just to keep afloat. So then I lost my property and ended up in hospital. I was in hospital for a few months. I lost 10 kilos and I was like ghost white um, I couldn't even hold down water. I was just, it was just the stress was just crushing my soul, literally killing me. And I started to grow like warts all over my body. And then the doctors didn't know what was wrong. And long story short, I saw a naturopath and it was, hey, look, you're stressed. <laughs> Fix the stress and your body will get better. So I ended the relationship and I did the things I had to do to look after myself. And within a month, I was like, my color came back, my weight came back. I felt my soul into my body again. And, and so, yeah, like that, of course, the hard times teach us our lessons. Without that, I wouldn't be here today talking to everybody. So I think that no matter where anyone's at, and we can talk about this more as well, is that you've probably felt it. The whole life goes in cycles. And so the good times and the bad times are one and the same. And so knowing that, I, I just held on for dear life during the bad times knowing that eventually the pendulum would swing and the good times would come and and they did yeah that's incredible so i like i'm a health and wellness coach and i know lots of our listeners are too and i feel like that's such a huge testament of the the crap is going to come we've got to take care of ourselves like that is number one always and i think that's why i'm so passionate about what we get to do is because that is the core and the foundation. I lo- is that when you fell in love with fitness was during that time or was it before that? Before in the military, that's when I fell in love with fitness. Cause if you're not fit in the military, you're, you're, you're smashed, you're gone. And right. so that's when I fell in love with it. And I actually lost it during this three-year relationship. I lost it. I stopped competing at sports. I just stopped. And that's where I lost myself. I lost my confidence, my self-worth, everything. And I just went back to what I knew. Um, and that's why the Guinness World Record, I just had to get back to something familiar which yeah. was which was that but what i like saying to people as well is like health and health is life the healthier you are the more alive you are the more effort you put into your health the more your life is going to come to to life itself so it's like the primary pillar for 
Have living you know? <laughs> yeah, everything. Yeah. I totally agree. I love it. And, and I think lots of people can relate to that. Like the losing yourself, just like letting everything take precedence. You stop taking care of yourself. You stop making yourself a priority. And then all of a sudden you're like, my life sucks. Like what is going on? And then you make those little changes, those little habits, those baby steps forward, and you just feel so empowered and it trickles into everything. So I think fitness is so, it's just such a huge catalyst in your life. And it, it's easy to kind of brush off like, oh, it's just working out. They're just working out. But it is so important. Like you're shaking your head. Like, I know. Oh, I, mean, I love that, it. You obviously talk about this a lot, but the benefits of training is hormonally as well. And getting, getting oxygen in your, in your body, it does everything for everything. If, yeah. if someone's listening to this and you're maybe not training, it's like, Hey, please make this the first priority for 2021. And you'll find the rest of your life falls into place. I love it. It's so true. So powerful. Okay. So you work with obviously like high, high achievers. Olympic athletes don't get there by just like mediocre, like habits. What have you noticed? Is there anything that you've noticed that differentiates these, these types of people who are, who know how to kind of level up, who know how to separate themselves from everyone else? Is there any commonalities between like, what have you found? Just discipline, (laughs) discipline and focus. It's so unsexy, but it's so effective. (laughs) They know what they want. They are really clear on what they want in life. And they put a lot of value on that thing. So if anything comes in that might jeopardize it because they value it so much, it's just not an option. So for example, one of the Olympic athletes I work with, she, she was a football player. So soccer in the U S and that took precedence over even things like relationships. It's like, well, no football comes first. And my relationship is is a supporting of my football if it takes away from football then that's not a relationship i want to be part of so it takes precedence and it's the discipline to to stick to what you want regardless of all these distractions or other things that come come along yeah yeah i love it so basically whatever it is that people want whatever you're feeling frustrated that you aren't getting you've got to check your priorities and you've got to see where it where people go wrong, they don't know what they want. And if that, and, and a lot of people think they know what they want based on what they see other people doing. It's not actually what they want. They, so when we are in, it's like a lower mind. When we're sort of a little bit unsure and uncertain, if someone else has more certainty than us, we're going to adopt their beliefs and their values. Yeah. They might not be our values. So, for example, someone could watch someone else who is... Um, an entrepreneur making lots of money and they're really happy in all their photos and go, Oh my God, that's what I want. When really it's, it's actually not, you just think you want that. And some want people that feeling. Whole, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And some people go their whole lives in the wrong careers, doing the wrong jobs because they're living someone else's values. Yeah. And we all have a unique, it's like a, it's like a fingerprint. We all have unique values. And when we live in alignment to them, that's when you don't even it's not even discipline then because it's just part of who you are. Oh, I love it. I love it. Wait, so let's dig into this for a sec because how do how does someone find what they're like what is for them? Like how do cuz I hear so many times they're like I just don't really know what I want. I don't really like how does someone get clear around that stuff? 
it's it's really it's the most common question I get as well. I don't know my purpose. Da 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 da. Yeah. And step one is you if you if you're stressed in your life, you're not going to know. It's like imagine a, a river, and the pebbles at the bottom are the answers. If the river's like all wishy washy, you can't see. There's no clarity. You can't get the answers. Yeah. And step one is like. If you're in a stress response, you're going to make decisions from the like the the limbic system or the animal mind, which is survival based. It's not yeah. abundant. So step one is find yourself in a very peaceful state. That's step one. Step two is then I call them intrinsic drivers. You need to look at the specific things that drive you and the way you do it. And this is what I this is step one of all my events is get clear on your intrinsic drivers is list the activities that bring you joy not relief some people go oh i you know having a cigarette like that's relief it's like no true genuine joy and you might even have to look back to your childhood because a lot of people stop doing what they did as a child and they enter this adult life and they're just not happy anymore yeah so sometimes you have to look back then and just go what genuinely activities do you love and then you just ask the question, what is it about these activities specifically that I love? For example, one of mine is, um, what was the first one I wrote yesterday? It was, it was running. I love running. And it's like, what specifically about running is it? And one of um, the core things that came up for me was like, it's, it's, it's challenging. Like I'm pushed to my limit. My breathing's labored and I have to keep going. So I love the challenge. Now, someone else might have running, but their intrinsic driver might be like peace. I love, you know, the serenity and the nature that I yeah. run. Through. So it's not the activity of running, but it's the intrinsic driver within running that is unique. And so list, list 10 activities you love, list five drivers for them, and then correlate the list. And I mean, there's, there's, when I do that at events, it takes like hours because we go into detail, but it's probably the most important thing you can do in your life. I think it's so important. And I think people just let life happen to them. They don't ever slow down to even think twice about it. Like they're just going through the motions, coasting, and then they wonder why they're unhappy or unfulfilled or whatever. I call it, I call it following your your, the tugs on your heart. Like, I feel like we all have those inklings, like just do more of this, or you got to do this or just go for this. And most of the time it's like, you just quiet that voice. You're like, no, that doesn't fit into my plan. That doesn't fit into what I think life is supposed to be, or, or I don't think I'm worthy of that, or I don't think I'm capable. And it's like letting all of that crap control and dictate everything. But those heartstrings and those intrinsic drivers, they're unique. And they're there for a reason. So I think it's, I love that you talked about that. Mm. Okay. If you have questions, fire them away. But I was just going to say fear is, even if someone knows their intrinsic drivers, it's so scary moving into uh, a new life or, or a new activity. Sometimes the change might be small. Okay, I need to do this. It's like, I need to, uh, one thing for myself, and maybe, I don't know, you're a mom, you're super busy. But for me as an entrepreneur, I put so much time into work. I, f I stopped doing the, like, I missed the balance. And yeah. so for me, it was like a little tweak. Okay. I need to like go fishing more and, and do things like that. So for some people, it's a tweak for other people, it's a life overhaul. And that can be scary because when you're in the unknown, nothing is familiar. And if anyway, most people don't even go there because it's scary, but for those that do, and they learn that, wow, I can really build a new life being anyone I want. And all I got to do is take that leap of faith. It's like, yeah, those people get the rewards. 
Yeah. I, I, I was actually just stalking your Instagram before we got on here <laughs> and I saw your post where you shared about where you were like at rock bottom and you, your mom, was it your mom that gave you a book? What was the book? It's called the winner's Bible, the winner's Bible. Okay. And it's a, it's a, his name's Dr. Kerry Spackman. He's a neurologist from New Zealand, like a brain scientist. And it's called the winner's Bible, how to permanently rewire your brain. Um, and yeah, that's where, I mean, that's the book where I learned about intrinsic drivers. And that was 14 years ago now. That's awesome. So it was, cause that's literally where you started. You didn't like you, you were at this place, you read this book and you just started to take action upon that. Like, yeah. So I was in the military and I failed, um, special forces selection. So I went to be in the special forces and I failed and that wrecked me for like a year of depression and unworthiness because I was the fittest and strongest guy going and I failed. And all of these guys that, you know, in my, my egoic mind, I perceived were less than me had just beaten me. So that destroyed yeah. my identity and my ego. And it just put me in bed. Um, and then I read this book and I just practiced one of the principles. And within the space of 12 months, not only was I out of this depression, but then I, I passed the physical training instructor selection process, which is four days. And it was like intensity wise, very similar to the first one. Um, and that was the moment where I kind of had a stamp on my, okay, you are good enough passport was when I passed that course because it's a very low success rate. Yeah. And I did it and I was like, I kind of got the stamp in the book. And then it was just, well, what other stamps can I get? And I just went, started collecting stamps of achievement. I love it. I love it. Okay. So let's talk about habits. What does your morning look like? I train in the morning. So I get up, if it's a cardio day, I won't eat. I'll just have, I have a big 500 mils of water. I don't know if you measure mils in the US, but um, <laughs> half a liter, whatever that works out to be with um, a few drops of this thing called cell charge. It's fulvic acid. It's the base, like it's, it's got every mineral and nutrient within it. And it, it's, it's just a base. So I do that. And then I go for a, probably a 5k run and I'll do that two or three times a week. I'm training for a, my first marathon at the moment. Nice. Um, and on my weight training days, I'll have just two bits of toast with peanut butter and jam on them and hit the weights. And that's three days a week. Um, yeah. And then what time do you wake up at 5.30, the alarm goes off. So you're a, you're a early morning. How, when did you start doing early mornings? Has it been a long time? No, I think it's pretty much been forever. I've never been a sleeping kind of guy. Um, do you, is that something that's kind of across the board with the people that you work with? Yes. Cause that's yeah. one of the things that I've noticed in people that I've studied or I've learned about, or like anyone that's successful, I feel like they master their morning. Like they take control of their life by being in control of the first hour or two of their day. And I think that that is such a differentiator from, I mean, so many others. Yeah. And then after training, I have my smoothie and write a list. I write a list for the day. What are all the activities? And then I'll prioritize them. What are the high priority tasks? Um, what are the low priority tasks? And then I'll do my best to get through them. And anything I don't get through obviously goes on the next day's list, but that's, that's my morning. I love it. Are there any habits that you've noticed, um, with any of your clients and stuff that you work with that 
are pretty across the board. I'm like a habit. Like I'm obsessed with the littlest things that we can do to implement. Um, so I'm always just curious to hear if there's anything new or any commonalities that I don't know about yet. <laughs> that is really funny. Cause you're into the, maybe the details I'm into the bigger picture. I, uh -huh. I believe once you have your mission and your, 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 everything else follows, everything falls into place because you, every decision you make, once you know your, I call it the destination. Now I don't want to, a lot of people go, I don't want to be caged into one thing. It's not like that at all. It's an intention. It's like, this is what I would love my future to look like. And once you have that, and, and there's like a mission statement around it, who you are, what you stand for, what you believe in, it's like, you've got a compass in your hand. So whenever you're faced with the decision, Hey, do I go and have beers and barbecues or do I, you know, go to the gym and have a protein smoothie. It's like, well, what does the compass say? Okay. The compass says, Hey, maybe, maybe it is social. Maybe your life is more social. Okay. Well then I'm going to choose the social. So until you've got your compass, I, I feel like sometimes the little things can, they're almost like band-aid effects. And so I, I work on three levels of creation. There's like the spiritual plane, the mental plane, and the physical plane, the little daily strategies of like, you know, put your left sock on before your right sock. <laughs> uh, they're the physical plane strategies. Yeah. Then there's like the mental, which is how you're obviously thinking, but the spiritual plane is your compass. And it's like a waterfall. Until you've got the compass right, it's gonna you're gonna struggle with the other two. It, things just will feel forced, they won't feel right. So like get the compass right and then look at the strategies. That's I just my it. No, I love it. I'm like, I'm like obsessed with vision too and clarity around your purpose and all that stuff. So this is all, this is all so good. I love it. And it, and it's just good to hear different perspectives. And I would say the number things. one little thing you can do is the people you surround yourself with that. Why, and, that and let's dig into why that matters so much. Um, one, because well, we, we learn through osmosis. So whether it's our net worth, our health, anything, there's like a natural thermostat that, that we hold. And if we are around four other people, they say, you know, you're the five closest friends. So if we're around five other people and they all have a, a thermostat set higher for their, um, what would you call it? A standard for their health, a standard for their wealth, a standard for their, the quality of their love life and relationships by being around them, we will naturally raise to those standards. And so, and vice versa, someone might be playing a, like a real big health game and you might be playing a real big financial game and you can then just like bring each other up to this higher standard. And that also involves shedding because you, this is, this is what I've done my whole life, right? It's like, who's kicking ass. Okay. I want to be friends with that person and I'll go and I'll, I'll become friends with them by adding value to their life. So it's yeah. like mutual. And then if I feel like I've learned everything I can from them, I'll just look onwards. And so it's, it's a really beautiful thing because you have tons of good friends that you've met along the way and you're just constantly growing. Yeah, I love it. It's, it just totally opens up your perspective when you're around people who are doing bigger things than you are, who are further along than you are in life or whatever it is. You don't even know that that stuff is happening until you're, you know, like until it's brought to your attention. So then just like a whole new world opens up. It's funny. My husband and I, we went out, um, a couple weeks ago to meet with our financial advisor to go through end of year, all the stuff. 
and we do pretty well, um, financially and (laughs) we're talking to him and he is just like slaying life, like multi, multi, multi millionaire. And, and it just makes it, it's just like, wow, like there, there's probably a lot more we could do. There's a lot more we could pursue. There's a lot more. And it just literally just changes your, like your perspective entirely. So I think that's one of the most powerful things you can do is if you're around people who are even or lower than you, like you've got to find a circle that pushes you and helps you level up. Taking a quick TV type out to make sure that you guys know that I have some free goodies for you. So as a listener, I just want to show my appreciation and thank you so much for showing up weekly to hear from the guests that we have to take just all of these nuggets away and apply them into your life. I want to celebrate you. And in order to do that, I also want to make sure that you're getting value that is relevant to where you're at in your life. So in order to get the freebies, go to micafolsomfit.com slash DYC for do your crap, micafolsomfit.com slash DYC. And you can put in your email there and get access to the goodies. You will get a 50% off promo code to any of my mini workshops. And you will also get a freebie depending on what you want, whether you're a mom that wants to experience more joy in life that needs help on her health journey, wants tips and nuggets and value and motivation, whether you're a business owner that's trying to work through some mindset stuff and feel confident in what you have and how you want to serve, or whether you're in the network marketing space and you really want to gain confidence around recruiting, around onboarding, around mentoring your team, I have a free goodie for you. So make sure you go to that link, grab it, And that will also get you access to my weekly emails where I send inspiration, motivation, nuggets, value, things that I'm learning, things that I'm teaching. And I just want to be that voice in your back pocket that on the weeks that are hard on the weeks that you're just not feeling it, maybe that email pops through and you go, okay, thanks, Micah. I got this. Thanks for the reminder. That is what my weekly emails are for, because we all need that positive voice that we should carry around with us everywhere. So Go get on the list, go grab your freebie and let's get back to the show. What happens like at at the neurological level is as soon as there's a new concept or an idea brought into your mind. So your financial advisor probably said something and you were like, huh, Yeah. whenever there's a realization. So whenever you have a realization, two neurons in your mind, in your, in your brain. So not your brain is like the organ. Your mind is like the spiritual version of it. But within your brain, when you have a realization, two neurons connect. And you, it's like someone's built a new road from, instead of having to drive the long way around, you, you just get this new bypass. Yeah. And so you have that realization, you have a new neural pathway. And all of a sudden, if you, if that is important to you, so it lines up with your value. So if you value wealth and you have a new neural pathway built, you're then going to keep kind of like ruminating on it. And all that's yeah. going to do is strengthen the neural pathway and it'll, it'll turn it from one neuron. It'll turn into like a, a highway of neurons. And then it'll, it'll, it'll have this myelin sheath go around it, which makes it like highly conductive. So it's a very powerful pathway then. And what's actually happened is you've changed. So you've gone from maybe, oh, I don't know how to invest to, oh, this is how you do it. 
Right. That's growth is when you're getting those new nerve bundles building so that you, you, you literally have a different understanding of life, investing, wealth, health. That's how it happens. I love it. And that's such a simple visual because it really does. Like when you have those neural connections, I don't know all that sciencey stuff, but when that happens, you literally like your ideas change, your thought process changes, everything, your behaviors change, the actions you take, but that's where it starts. And if you're not aware of more in life, you never even give yourself the opportunity. You drive on the same old roads the whole time instead of taking a new road and, 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 seeing new sites, experiencing new things. I love it. Okay. I want to, I want to dig into, uh, your quantum goal setting. So let's just fill us in about what that is. Just give Mm. us all the nitty gritty. The, so for anyone listening, quantum goal setting is like, I run an event quantum goal setting, but where I came to it was I love what quantum physics is, is teaching and nobody fully understands it. Even the most, the people who are doing all the studies, they don't really get it either. And that's the fascinating thing. But there, there's a few core principles of quantum physics that when we understand can completely, it can build new neural pathways in our mind and change how we do things. And one of them is the, the power of intention. And so let's talk quickly quantum. quantum. The quantum field is a way that if you look at anything in the whole universe, okay, the microphone you've got there, the clothes you're wearing, your physical body, even the air that we can't see, it's all just energy. It's all just energy vibrating at different rates of vibration. And then if you look at water, H2O, it can be in a liquid form. If you slow the vibration down, it goes to ice. If you speed it up, it goes to steam. And so it's still H2O in no matter what form it's in. And so this quantum field links everyone, everything. Now, some people, and this Nikola Tesla, if anybody knows him, had a quote, which is what some people call God, other people call physics. So some people would refer to this field of energy as God. It's it's the all, it's everything, it's everywhere, it's in everyone. And so when we increase our connection to that, we decrease our separation from the things we desire because we're all connected energetically. So that's kind of the first principle. The second one is this, this intention, which, which ultimately states that just a thought alone puts out an electromagnetic frequency into this field, this quantum field to God. This is where praying is, it's very real, like it works, right? And, and so we put that out there and then the world will begin to manifest. And there's a few quantum physics things. There's collapsing the wave function, which I won't go into detail, but it's ultimately, people say seeing is believing, but it's actually the other way around. Believing is seeing. So what we want, what we believe in is what we're going to see. And there was a study done where there have been numerous, but there was, I'll share these with everyone because it'll, it'll wow people. Most people have heard of the rice jar experiment. Have you heard of that? No. (laughs) So you get three jars of rice, cooked rice, and you have on one, you have- Is this nectar. when you talk about it or whatever? Like you, okay. I yes. think I okay. explain it though, just in case. <laughs> yeah, so you have one that you speak. So you got three jars. One is the um, the control group. So you just leave that one. And then you have a positive and a negative. And you to the negative one, you talk negative to it. Every day, um, I just do it when I've done the studies, I've done it a minute in the morning, a minute at night, but it's very negative and hateful. Yeah. And it's, it's, you're just sending these bad vibes, bad intentions. 
And then on the positive jar, it's positive, loving, um, wholeness, and you're radiating that. And the, the biggest thing is not just a thought, but you've actually got to radiate it. And so after a month of doing that, the, the negative jar is like moldy and dying. The cells are just literally dying. The control groups kind of going, um, kind of going off and the good group is starting to like ferment a little bit, the positive group starting to ferment. And so you're not physically like touching the rice or anything. You're just sending your energy. And so that is the power of intention. Um, and I say to parents, You've got to be careful how how you're speaking and how you're feeling. They will feel it. They will feel it. Um, And there was another study done as well, which is whenever a chicken is born, like a baby chick, and it sees the, the, the mum, pretty much the first moving object, it will start to follow. So even if you have like a robot, the chick will follow the robot. And you'll just have a line of chicks following the robot. So the first thing that the chick sees that's moving, it will go, okay, follow. And so they did a study where they had a robot chicken in an arena and it was set to to move randomly, 100% random. So over a certain period of time, it covered the whole arena because it was just like randomly moving. Yeah. And what they did is they got the robot and they hatched the chicks. Now, Now the chicks were in a cage on the side of the arena. And obviously the chicks intention was to be with their mum and so instead of the robot moving randomly around the arena it stayed right up close to where the chicks were so these chicks actually influenced a robot through the power of intention and this study's been done a number of times and you could look it up and i forget i think his name was like a french scientist renee piot something like that um but you can you can google it and so we can literally affect technology, which is not a sentient being or anything like that. It's not rice, which is like a living organism. It's a robot. And so understanding those things, I just wanted to start teaching people how to use their mind more. So quantum goal setting is step one, we get the compass. Everybody must know their compass. Step two, we, we plan areas of life that are in alignment with those intrinsic values so intrinsic drivers so if people need to get more fitness in their life we put that into we go through like an hour-long goal setting process um if people you know need need more community in their life maybe their relationship's not where they want it and their compass if their compass says look you value um connection and community a lot but it's not in your life let's get it in we put it in their goal setting and then the last phase of quantum goal setting is you know, we said earlier, like these fears and doubts are what stop people. They could have their compass. They could kind of know consciously, but they don't do it. So the last part of quantum goal setting is depolarizing um, any memories from the past that have led someone to believe that maybe they're not worthy, they're not good enough, or they've taught people to maybe not speak their truth and not, not know their worth. And so when we depolarize those limitations from the past what you find is the person comes into the present moment they come into a connection with divinity with the quantum field with god and then they 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 naturally follow their compass because there's no longer these um like anchors holding them down and these heavy feelings of doubt and fear and i'm not good enough um and really going through those 
those three steps of getting the compass, setting the goals, depolarizing the past, you just set people free. That's so powerful to, to literally think about the anchors and the chains that are holding so many people back. Like, so depolarizing, like, I know that's probably a process and it takes really briefly, like, what does that look like to help separate that? Yeah. So if we look, I want you to think about past being memories, future being imagination. So anything in the past is only a memory. Anything in the future is only an imagination. And then there's perceived positive and negative. So if something is polarized, it's got either a positive or a negative charge. So if we think of a past memory that might have a negative charge, that's what someone would call like a traumatic event, right? And it could be um, physical abuse, domestic abuse, mental abuse. It could be as a child, um, you know, your, your parents didn't listen to you and you felt unloved. Maybe you got lost at the supermarket and you felt like they didn't care. Any event from the past, which has got either a positive or negative charge, so it's polarized, it's split into positive or negative, is is taking energy from you. And now you're going to project that in your imagination and the future you're going to create is going to be based off of the past. Let me give you an example. If in the past you... Um, felt hurt maybe you lost a loved one maybe um it it was physical pain maybe somebody you know overdid their boundaries maybe someone was mean to you that happened in the past okay you're going to project into the future fear because you don't want to have that pain again and so that is a that's a polarized memory so the way we depolarize it is we look at the positives of that event happening Because when the event happens, say someone was bullied. When the event happens, all you do is you see the negatives. You're like, my face hurts, my my people hate me. You just look at all of these negatives and you have a lopsided perception. And so then you're scared in the future to, to do whatever it was that caused you to get bullied. Now, if someone is very conscious, very aware, very wise, they look at that situation and go, well, what are the lessons? What are the learnings? Yeah. And Dr. Joe Dispenza says a memory without the emotional charge is wisdom. So what we do is we go back to these memories and we, we get the understandings, the lessons, the learnings. And instead of that memory then being negatively charged, it becomes neutral. And so by depolarizing past memories, it means that then we can create a future from a place of unlimitedness. There's no longer, this is when you're present you're in harmony, you're in your, you're in your spirit, you're in connection to, to, to God, you're in connection to the quantum field, and you can create whatever you want moving forwards. This is powerful stuff. Like this is, I've never, I've heard similar stuff and things, but I've never heard it explained that way. That's like tangible homework for us. Like we can literally think of our past, think about anything that we still hang on to that's negative look for the good, look for the lessons, look for the things that we've grown from, like the way that we've grown from it or the way maybe we're better off because we saw how our parents treated each other or whatever. There's always good. And I'm a huge, huge believer in that. Like I can give you guys some homework to do. And yeah, let's do it. Intangible. So the first thing is obviously you need a memory or an event. Um, and some people are going to easily find that. And what you're looking for is, is, you can do positive emotions, but look for negative emotions. And they're probably attached to people. Is there anyone you 
are angry at, that you feel disappointed, let down by? Do you have any guilt? Look for guilt, look for shame, look for resentment, anger, frustration, and, and usually attached to people. So find the event, step one. And then what you need to do, there are going to be, <clears throat> there are going to be, I think it's going to be seven column, uh, seven rows. Okay, so on a sheet of paper, there are going to be seven rows. And each row has a question. And the question number one is, what benefits has this event given you in the past? So between the past to, to now the present, what benefits have there been? And the second question is, what are the current benefits? What are the current benefits of having this event happen? Now, these first two are the hardest because if you knew the benefits, you wouldn't be angry about it or you wouldn't right. be guilty. So this is when people have to work hard. They have to really dig deep and go, well, what are the benefits? You know, did it, what did it teach me? Did it give me more time? Did it push me in a certain direction in my life that I can be grateful for? Like, that's the hard work. And sometimes people need a bit of a prompt. But after that, the momentum picks up. So the next question is, in 12 months from now, what will the benefits be? And then in five years from now, if we continue compounding, what will the benefits be? And then 10 years, and then 20 years, and then the day I die. Was that seven or eight rows? Seven. Seven. Yeah. And what you find is that <clears throat> you, once you get the first two and you go, oh, there are some benefits and you compound them, it's just incredible. I'm getting goosebumps now. Like it is incredible what a gift these events have become. And so when you really are present with the gift you've been given of these events, you have a new appreciation for them, the, maybe the people involved. If there are people involved, I would suggest them to someone to write a letter to this person and, and thank them for being a part of their life and, and giving them this gift that they've got. And going through this process, again, goosebumps all over, will, will it will depolarize it. It will put someone in so much gratitude that they will probably have a tear. Like they'll probably either get goosebumps, that's a really good sign, or begin to like well up a little bit because they're just so appreciative for what's happened. Yeah, this is so good. This is so good because I know that, I mean, those chains and those anchors and those, those stories that we literally let dictate our future. We let our past dictate our future. That's the thing that so many people just can't ever get over. And you, and you said it's the hard stuff. It's the hard work. It's the digging deep and really looking for the lessons and looking for the, the gratitude and the trials and all that stuff. This is where massive growth happens. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I don't, this is, I don't, I know you said maybe don't swear, but I don't muck around. <laughs> if you like swearing, change the M to an F, but like I don't muck around. And <laughs> I, this is when I don't really, as far as strategic things go, left sock or right sock first, I'm like, forget all that. Let's let's go deep because oh, this yeah. is when your life will change. I love this stuff. No, this is so good. Love it. Okay. 
Is there anything we got to wrap it up soon? I could talk to you forever and just pick your brain. This is so good. Is there anything that, I mean, to anyone listening who just wants more out of life, maybe doesn't really know what that looks like yet. What would you encourage them to do? Like to, to really gain some clarity around, around that the intrinsic work. I mean, you talked about that, but yeah, like apart from coming and doing the quantum goal sitting event, I would say yeah. that go just go into nature for a week. And if you're like, I can't ask your partner, ask, tell your partner, tell your boss and go and see what happens. Because if you're constantly triggered by the same things every day, you put on the same shoes, you're in the same bed, the same house, the same food, that's a habit. Your life yeah. becomes a habit and you won't change. You will never change. And getting into nature you won't have any of the familiar stuff and you'll be with nature, which is just beautiful. And your mind will think differently and you'll get insights. You'll be like, why am I doing this for work? Whereas if you're just caught in the hamster wheel, you're doomed. So the first thing, and I said at the start, get out of stress. The best way to do that is to go into nature, book a week in a cabin somewhere and take a pen and paper and journal every thought that enters your head, every feeling that enters your head and you will come back like a sage. You will, instead it. of coming back like the same old John, you're gonna like you're gonna be walking on water. People are gonna be like, "What happened to her? Or what, what happened?" To so go into nature and journal, 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 journal until I you you'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll feel sick, you'll just go through all of these emotions, um, and you'll come back a very wise soul. I love that so much. Okay, one more thing that I thought of, just because of everything that's going on right now. Um, I mean, obviously 2020 was crazy. There's still a pandemic going on in the U S there's so much social, just unrest and craziness. How do you help someone or what do you recommend as far as when there's so much external funk and there's so much heaviness and there's so much that is out of our control, how do you not let that dictate how you feel, how you show up, how you do life? Like, how do you separate that? Yeah. So the biggest understanding for that, like I still have my finger on the pulse. I'm in Australia and I watch US politics. Um, not often, but now, because I believe now it's, it's going to affect the global economy, right? Yeah. And everybody's lives. So I want my finger on the pulse. Um, knowing that knowing that everything will always be okay and that connection to source to divinity to god to the quantum field is really the 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 most important priority because then you are guided and there's not really much to worry about that's the priority but what allows me to do that is knowing that the whole world is constantly seeking balance like our bodies if we um, get a temperature, our body will make us rest. So we come back into homeostasis. Our body is always seeking balance. Everything in the universe is constantly seeking balance. And so right now going on in the world, it's out of balance. And I have full faith and trust that it will come back into balance um, just by us humans being ourselves. So I, I don't have to worry. I'll know when it's my time to make a stand. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I'll know when it's my time to do something. But this is the spiritual, mental, physical plane again. The spiritual plane is always seeking balance. And it will always move in and out of balance. And right now, just like the tide goes out and comes in, right now, it's gone out extremely far. And everybody's like, oh my God, is the tide ever going to come in again? And the answer is yes. The tide will always come back in. So don't, don't let it worry you. Just stay creative. Stay on track with your goals. If you're called to do something from your heart's desires, go for it. If it's from stress, I would suggest you just check in, get your connection to divinity sorted, and you'll be inspired then instead of stressed and worried. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, let's wrap it up. John, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to spend just giving us so much wisdom and things to work on and new, new ideas and new homework, because I feel like there's just, I mean, the more that I talk to people in, in the mindset field and and the personal growth field and all of that stuff, there's so many similarities, but then everybody, you know, kind of does things a little bit differently or talks about things a little bit differently. And you just never know when it's just going to like make sense. And you're going to be like, Oh my gosh, that is it. That is it for me. Let's go. So I hope for someone listening that that was what this was for them. Something new, something fresh, something that's really just going to align with what they needed. And, um, before we go, where can they find you on social media? What's your handle? Yep. At John Templeton official, um, T E M P L E T O N. And that's everywhere. Instagram, Facebook. I'm just getting into building my YouTube now. Um, but yeah, reach Perfect. out, say hi, uh, and I'll respond. I, I do all my social media myself. So yeah. Awesome, you guys. Okay, if you guys had a favorite nugget or something that really just spoke to you, make sure you share it on Instagram. Tag me at Michael Folsom Fit. Tag John. And it's just always so cool to hear what resonates. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I forgot we even talked about that. And then it just really spoke to someone. So I appreciate you um, continue to do amazing work. I know you're making a huge impact and, and the world needs more people like you. So appreciate your time. And you guys, we will see you back here next week. Wrapping up another episode, and I just want to thank you for sticking around. Before you head out, I would love to hear from you. It would mean the world to me if you left this podcast a quick review wherever you're listening from. And if you got some nuggets from the message today, don't forget to share it with your friends, your team, and your Instagram story so that anyone else who needs it can find it too. And be sure to tag me 
at Micah Folsom Fit so that I can shout you out and share your page with my friends. Thanks for hanging. Now let's go take action on those goals and dreams because if you can feel it in your heart and see it in your head, then you can hold it in your hand. So until next time, go do your craft.